right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 124 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. If you do enjoy it, please consider subscribing and spreading the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast to whomever you think might benefit from the message you hear here today. Just a reminder, if you're new here, I do have two Facebook groups. We have the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast group. And I also have the Ranting Weight Watcher consistency challenge group. That group is comprised of a bunch of people trying to become consistent in some aspect of their journey that they are not consistent in yet. Everybody is after something different. They are all accountable to each other in that group. If that's something you are interested in in any way, please just go to the Facebook group area and search RWW Consistency Challenge and you'll be able to find the group. Request to join. I'll let you in. And listen, if you join either one of my groups, Here's one thing I'll say to you. You get out from them what you put into them. Interact. Become part of it. It's a safe space. You don't have to worry about it. There is no shame. There is no guilt. There is no judgment. There is nothing. Just interact. Put yourself out there and you may just find success you never knew you could achieve. Well, now that we got all that out of the way, let's get into this. Journey updates. Well, the scale stayed the same this week, which if any of you have been listening to me for any amount of time, you know I cannot stand when the scale stays the same. You know, I had a walk video recently on Connect. I think I shared it. I don't know if I shared it on Facebook, but <laughs> I attribute staying the same. It's it's the equivalent of like, you go to school, it's a pop quiz. You pass the pop quiz, you know what to do. You fail the pop quiz, you know what to do. Staying the same is like, 
handing in the pop quiz and they just don't give you anything. You didn't, they just think, no, no, that's it. You don't get any grade. <laughs> that's it. You get nothing. You don't get anything, any feedback whatsoever here. Just walk away. <laughs> that's what that's what staying the same is like and I, I I don't know I can't stand it but total loss since January 2019 is 157.2 pounds remaining to get to 175 is 17.8 and the pounds remaining to get to 200 is 42.8 our consistency challenge that I've been working on I failed week 9 so we're on to week 10, and I noticed a pattern that every time I actually have a week that's a fail, it's because I've been given an opportunity to do things a certain way, and I decide to procrastinate. So I'm trying to make adjustments to that. So typically on a Monday, I would go out and walk outside I have now made adjustments in trying to get the Leslie Sansone workouts done earlier in the week so that the later part of the week I can dedicate to walking outdoors. This way I'm less likely to fail knowing that I got the Leslie workouts out of the way. So that's the goal for week 10. Get the Leslie Sansone done early in the week. This way they're not still pending later in the week. So last week we talked about failing. And I had cognitive behavioral therapist Allison Forgin with me. And it was a fantastic episode. And Allison, if you're listening now, I thank you so much for joining me on that episode. I want to get a little more deeper into what we got, what we talked about on that day, on that episode. The premise of the episode was that so many people can't even handle reading the word. The word fail drums up all kinds of emotions in people. I, I want to get into it further because it stems to a lot of things that we do. A lot of the cycles that we keep are all stemmed off of this kind of our attitude toward failing, the yo-yoing, the cycles of being on again and off again with any weight loss plan, never mind Weight Watchers. All of these stem with the negative connotation of what failing is. Ultimately, people believe that when they fail, it makes them a failure. The, the majority of the people think this way. And it was my argument that it couldn't be further from the case. And that failing just meant you fell short of what you committed to do. And that becoming a failure only happens when we do the ultimate thing, and that is give up. There is a difference between not meeting the requirements that you set for yourself in order to achieve your goal and giving up. When you give up, 
is truly when you become the failure because you get, you're giving up on yourself every time you do this. Simply falling short of what you're trying to do, which I called failing, isn't a knock on you. And if everybody thought this way, that even forget about weight loss. I'm talking about everything. Inventors, businessmen, everything. If we thought so ultimately about what failing means, the world we live in now would cease to exist. I mean, you're surrounded. Look around you in the room you're listening to me in right now. Whether you're outside, whether you're in your house, look around you. You're surrounded by things that people created that they failed God knows how many times, but they still exist because they didn't care how many times they failed in order for those things to exist. The light bulb. I mean, literally you're surrounded. I don't even have to break it down. Everything you're surrounded by, common things you take for granted in your life, microwaves, toaster ovens, all these things started with somebody failing to create them. I mean, did you ever see footage of the Wright brothers trying to fly? There was plenty of failing involved in that. But were the Wright brothers failures? No. And that's what it means when I say that I failed. And I, why am I talking about all this? I'm talking all about all this because right now, at this moment as we speak, we are in probably the most crucial 30-day span of the healthy lifestyle calendar. As you know, January 1st every year, there's hundreds of people across America or across every country on the planet that are all saying, that's it, I really need to get going, I need to get healthy and do the right thing for myself and they all jump into some gym membership or some weight loss plan and they're going to say, this time I'm going to do it and that's it. And here we are, smack dab in the most crucial 30-day span during that time. I, I thought that this day happened on January 17th originally, but apparently this day changes every year. Quitter's Day which is really a thing. You can Google it. Quitter's Day is the day that people who make New Year's resolutions start to quit because they feel, okay, like a failure. They have failed to meet the requirement of whatever they tried to do, and they decided that they're a failure and they're done with it, they're giving up. So it's... In actuality, Quitter's Day is the second Friday of January every year. So whatever is the second Friday, that is when Quitter's Day starts. 30 days approximately from that day, you will lose up to 80% of the people who decided New Year, New Me. 80% are gone by the mid-February. I have an article here. It says, Quitter's Day is held on the 2nd February in January. This year, it falls on January 13th. 
The tradition of setting a New Year's resolution began some 4,000 years ago with the ancient Babylonians. From them, the year did not begin in January, but in mid-March. It began on the first moon after the spring equinox. Quitter's Day is set aside to recognize those who set New Year's goals and failed to achieve them. This is to encourage them and equip them to try again and ultimately succeed. Research has shown that people quit their resolutions for the year by the second Friday of January. I'm going to give you a brief history of Quitter's Day. In 2009, extensive research was conducted by Starva, a social network for athletes, and it was found that 80% of those who made New Year's resolutions have tapped out by the second week of January, making deductions from the available 800 million user logged activities that year. Strava even went on to predict that the second Friday of January was the fateful day when motivation, when the motivations of most quitters began to decline. The main areas of focus for resolutions involve exercise, eating habits, and weight loss. New studies have found that about two-thirds of people abandon their New Year's resolution within a month. One of the major problems with achieving New Year's resolutions is that those who set them are overambitious. People usually start with high levels of motivation, but as time progresses, the drive begins to wane. The key in achieving goals is to set short, medium, long-term goals as opposed to one large, unrealistic stretch goal. Starting small and staying consistent and also pairing up with someone else to remain accountable and motivated will lead to good results. The day is not one to make fun of those who set goals and quit, but one to ultimately inspire them to eventually achieve their goals despite of all odds. The key to not quitting something you started is to not just decide to do something, but to be totally devoted to doing it. The second key is persistence. And the third is to get in with a group or club doing the same thing. According to research, these three things are the winning recipe to keep going. This is what I want to talk about today. I want to get you through the most crucial month of the year. And part of the reason I want to do this is it's so simple to get past it that you won't believe me simply because of it. And the basis of all of this is you live in this delusion that in order to achieve these goals, you have to do everything perfectly. There is not a single person listening to me right now who would stand in front of any size group and declare that they are perfect. They would be the first to say, I am not perfect. Yet, for some reason, they have all decided that in order to be successful in gaining health, they have to be perfect. This is the beginning 
of what causes people to fall during this time. They haven't done things the way they expected to, causing them to feel like they are a failure. There are only so many times you can go through this emotion of feeling like a failure before you give up. Again, perfection was never required. If you can't be perfect, and if you would say, I am not perfect, why is it that you demand perfection from somebody who isn't perfect? You say that you're not perfect. You openly admit it. Yet you demand perfection from yourself knowing this. This is the key. This is the root cause of all of the times you've given up on yourself. The core belief that you can actually do this perfectly. And the other thing that every time you prove yourself wrong and you don't do it perfectly, that you're a failure and you start over again. When you fail, starting over again is not what's required. When you fail, you assess your situation, make adjustments if necessary, and keep moving forward. You don't go back to square one. If you go back to square one and you do everything exactly the same, aren't you guaranteed to fail again? Our behavior needs to change more than the choices of food. Our behaviors of what caused us to be in the position to want a healthier life has to change more importantly than what we actually put in our mouth. Because if those behaviors do not change, it doesn't matter what we put in our mouth, that will all be temporary. We will go back to what we used to like eventually. Now, the key to beginning the act of never giving up on yourself is to face some hard truths. I'm going to go over that after the break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. 
the demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot. Because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one. Because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And now it's time for random facts you didn't know you needed to know with the Ranting Weight Watcher. Today's random fact comes from our loyal listener, Heather. This fun fact comes courtesy of Daily Travel Trivia. A fluffy tubular sugar glazed pastry known as a farton are traditionally served alongside a glass of harchata or breakfast in Valencia region of Spain. The creamy milk drink is made of tiger nuts, otherwise known as chufa, and diners are encouraged to dip their fartins into (laughs) horchata to soak up the liquid. The dish is particularly popular on warmer days. I don't know if I said those words right, but... um, Sounds like a good pastry, but the name isn't very... uh, Unless I said it completely wrong. I could have said that wrong. But if you're wondering why I read this fun fact, it's because I'm battling a fear of reading aloud, and I asked you guys to participate. So if you want to contribute to this part of the show, you just need to email the show in the subject line put, random fact or fun fact. All I ask is that it's clean. Email it to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com and I'll make it part of the show. I would love to become so comfortable with reading aloud that I never have to worry about it ever again because the idea is that this podcast becomes so incredibly popular that I might be doing a lot more reading out loud than I ever planned to. So, help me battle this fear I have of reading aloud, send your emails to the show. And remember, in the subject line, 
put random fact or fun fact so I don't read it until the moment I'm going to record. Now, let's get back to the show. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. I mentioned before that in order to break this cycle of feeling a failure and quitting on yourself and giving up on yourself, it begins with looking at some hard truth. All of us, including me, have gone through some period in our life where we have decided to live in delusions. It is not about just how much you eat. It is also about what you eat and why you eat. So often, if you ever watch the show, My 600-Pound Life, they have people on the show that have had the surgery and you're watching the kind of like the post-op life. So often I see them making the same choices I made. They're calling fried chicken protein. I'm not saying that it's not protein. I'm saying there are better sources of protein that aren't deep fried. It's these choices that when you're 400 plus pounds, they don't matter as much because simply restricting the amount is enough to cause you lose tremendous amounts of weight. But when you get to a normal weight size, if you're still making these choices and these choices haven't adapted to your new life, they are also going to be your downfall. Now, I'm, I'm spending my time here telling you a bunch of ways that we fail. And people don't like going over those things. People don't like analyzing why they fail. They just want to move on from it. The problem with moving on from your failure is that you can't learn from it if you don't analyze it. If you don't analyze why something happened, you'll never find out. No one's going to hand you a sign. And it's not as simplistic as you'd like to believe. Oh, I just don't have the willpower. No, there's no such thing as willpower. Willpower is a word used by people who just want to give an excuse as to why they didn't do something. It's a, it's a magical word that exists and it's like the, the unicorn that they could throw out and everybody would just accept it. Okay, well, you know, get that willpower back. Work on harder. Work on, there's no such thing as willpower. No such thing. Either you have the discipline or you don't have the discipline. But the only way you get discipline is by when you mess up, you figure out where you went wrong. And not having the willpower to say no to something or not having the willpower or the motivation to do the things you need to do is not where you go wrong. You went wrong before you reached this point. The attitude that it comes with is built up over time. The attitude of wanting to avoid 
the analysis of what caused you to create to make this mistake again is exactly going to be why you repeat the cycle because the behavior of anything if you want to get rid of it you have to figure out what causes it and if you don't get to the root of what causes it you'll never get rid of it it's as simple as that the idea that you'll be able to solve a mystery without doing any investigating is exactly why the mystery lasts forever when I talk to you about the 15 years, I talk to you, I say that to you in like 30 seconds time. And none of what I actually did to myself during those 15 years is actually discussed. All of the choices I made during those 15 years caused me to be back in the 400 range a second time in my life by the age of 41. Avoiding the idea of what caused it is exactly what gets you to repeat it. And there's also the desire to completely disregard it and just wanting to fix it. And along with that comes with the idea that you are going to fix this in no time flat. You think, now I want you to think about this. How long have you been working at the problem you're facing right now? I just told you that, okay, so all my life, I had worked to get to 460 pounds. I was born in 1978 and all my life I was working to get to 460 pounds. I got there in 2004. I had gastric bypass surgery and in 2005 I was down 277 pounds. And over the next 15 years after that, I made myself get back to 403. So it was in this time, I I tell you this so quickly, that you don't know what I actually did to get there. And can I even tell you now? No, because I ignored it just the same. But I allowed myself to live in delusions that everything was all right. And I had everything under control. And there's some of us that live under delusions that what you caused in this amount of time should be undone quickly. When I first started this journey, every week that wasn't a loss was a week that I freaked out. And losing ounces didn't even seem worth talking about because I had over 100 pounds to lose. The goal was to lose a total of at least 200 pounds and losing ounces was like nothing. I'm not talking about celebrating here. I'm talking about the delusion that For whatever reason, I decided to invest 15 years of my life gaining this weight. 
And I lived under the delusion that whatever amount of work I decided to do should take it off in a fraction of the time. I worked at it. I worked at putting on those almost the entire amount of weight back on over 15 years time. But in my delusional mind, saw that should come off in about a year. This is what I'm talking about. These are the delusions I'm talking about that we have to get rid of. You put in years of work to become the problem that you are. And it takes even more years to take it all off. And even more years to keep it all off. It takes however long it takes for you to learn the lessons necessary to keep it all off. And if you think willpower is the answer, you have many lessons still to learn. Because willpower is a unicorn. I have one goal for this podcast. And that goal is for all of you who just started. It is to help you get through the toughest 30 days of the year. You're in the middle of it right now. And if the words of this podcast get you through to March 1st, congratulations. You've just become part of the 20% that remain after the Quitter's Day month. In order to make it to March, you should only have one goal in mind. And this goal should have nothing to do of any kind with a result. It should not be a scale result. Your goal for March and for however long it takes, really, is one thing. That is to become proficient in the work that you need to do. A carpenter can't build a house if he doesn't know how to use a measuring tape. He has to become proficient in the work that he does. One day, he becomes so good at using all of the tools that come with being a carpenter. Not only can he build a house, he is so mastered in his skill that even if he wastes some wood in the process, he doesn't think anything of it because he is master level. Now, just the same, that's what I mean for you. Whatever health plan you've chosen, if you're listening to me and you have nothing to do with Weight Watchers, you're on some other health plan. This applies to you too. It's not just for Weight Watcher people. 
every plan that was ever created for weight loss has pillars of proficiency. If you become proficient in those pillars, if you master the skills needed to be consistent with all of the pillars in the health plan you've chosen, eventually your results will come. The results won't matter as much when you are proficient in the work. When you have mastered the art of whatever health plan you are in, when you mastered every facet of it, and you really, really start to gain knowledge of what true nutrition is, because I don't care what health plan you're in, every single health plan out there is only a beginning. It is only a beginning. Understanding true nutrition, feeding your body based on what nutrients it needs, takes a level of understanding that no beginner health plan can give you. They can give you a general understanding to lose weight. And losing weight is a general term. What are we really after losing? We're really after fat loss. That's what we're really after. You may not understand that now. But eventually, I hope that you will understand the difference between losing weight and losing fat. Because you could get on a treadmill today and you could stay on it for however long and you could do it day after day after day and you can get off that treadmill next Saturday and you can step on a scale and you could be 10 pounds lighter. And that does not mean by any means that you lost 10 pounds of fat. As a matter of fact, you could have lost more muscle than fat in that 10 pounds. What you have now is a simplistic understanding of how to lose weight. And just like a child needs to go through grade school, then middle school, then high school, then college, you must do the same to get through every skill level of what it is to truly nourish your body. There are levels. And right now, you're just at the beginning. You're in grade school. Some of you in preschool. You're just beginning to get the understanding of what it takes. Even I am nowhere near where I need to be to understand true nutrition. But I, one day, will understand it. I have no doubt in my mind. So, if you are out there right now, and you are on WW, do you know what pillars you are on? Do you know the pillars of proficiency that you need to be mastered at? In Weight Watchers, The pillars are food, sleep, activity, and mindset. 
food, sleep, activity, and mindset. These are very general terms. But mastering skill in all four of these aspects will bring you the results you want. So your goal to get through to March should not be a number on a scale. It should be to become proficient in food, sleep, activity, and mindset. And as long as you are working at those things, when you step on that scale, whether it goes up, whether it goes down, whether it stays the same, none of it matters because you're still not a master at those pillars of proficiency. And until you are, there's nothing to worry about. And even when you are, you'll find there's still nothing to worry about. The more confident I become in the work that I put in, the less of a hold the result has on my journey, has on my well-being, has on my emotions. Suddenly, the word failure isn't personalized anymore. You aren't a failure. The only true failure is giving up on yourself. I don't know how many attempts you've had to lose weight. I don't need to know how many attempts you've had to lose weight. All that matters to me is that this time, This attempt becomes the last start. No more restarting after today. This time is your last restart. Because from here on out, every time you hit a failure point, and believe me, you will hit plenty of failure points. Because I already told you, perfection is not required. So every time you hit a failure point, all I want you to do is assess your situation, make adjustments if they need to be made, and move forward. That's all that ever needs to be done. Every time you've ever failed, that's all that needs to be done. And and in the past, if you look back, all of the times you think you failed, Those weren't the times you actually failed. The time you truly became a failure is the time that you gave up on yourself. And that's the most important thing. No more, absolutely no more giving up on yourself. Because if I'm not willing to give up on you, you should not be willing to give up on you. So that's it. This is the end. This is the final restart. You are never going to give up on yourself again. Not as long as I'm breathing. You are going to do 
everything that's required of you, you are going to fail a thousand times, a thousand and one times. I don't care how many times you fail, you're going to assess your situation, you're going to make adjustments, and you're going to move forward. And one day, one sweet day, you are going to wake up and you are going to be surrounded by the success you've always wanted. And it's not going to be because you did something different. It's going to be because you did not give up on yourself. Stop giving up on yourself. And you may just find everything you've ever wanted was always at the tip of your fingers and you just kept walking away from it. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.